Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 18 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. First, after that you have received, until you be to join in public praise and prayers, affect your heart with joy and thankfulness in the assurance of the pardon of all your sins and of salvation by Christ, and that more than if you, being a bankrupt, should receive an acquittance sealed of the release of all your debts, and with it a will and testament wherein you should have a legacy of no less than a kingdom, sealed with such a seal as gives clear proof of the fidelity, ability, and death of the testator? Or than if, having been a traitor, you shall receive a free and full pardon from the king, sealed with his own seal, together with an assurance that he has adopted you to be his child, to be married to his son, the heir of the crown. This is your case, when by faith you receive the bread and wine, the body and blood of the Lord. Think thus, therefore, with joy, and rejoicing in God. Oh, how happy am I in Christ, my Savior. God, who has given him to death for me, and also given him to me, how shall he not with him freely give me all things? Romans eight thirty two, Even whatsoever may pertain to life, godliness, and glory. 2 Peter 1, 3. Who shall lay anything to my charge? Who or what can separate me from the love of Christ? Etc. Romans 8, 33-39. Second, resolve with all upon a constant and an unfeigned endeavor to perform all duties becoming one thus acquitted thus redeemed, pardoned, and advanced, and this in token of thankfulness, even to keep the covenant required to be performed on your part, undoubtedly expecting whatsoever God has covenanted and sealed on his part. Third, join in public praise and prayer heartily, and in a liberal contribution to the poor, if there be a collection. Fourth, after the sacrament, if you feel your faith strengthened and your soul comforted, nourish it with all thankfulness. If not yet, if your conscience can witness that you endeavored to prepare as you ought and to receive as you ought, be not discouraged but wait for strength and comfort in due time. We do not always feel the benefit of bodily food presently, 
but stirring of humors and sense of disease is sometimes rather occasioned. Yet in the end, being well digested, it strengthens. So it is often with spiritual food. Corruption may stir, and temptations may arise more upon the receiving than before. Especially since Satan, if it be but to vex a tender-hearted Christian, will thereupon take occasion to tempt with more violence. But if you resist these and stand resolved to obey and to rely upon God's mercy in Christ, this is rather a sign of receiving worthily, so long as your desires and resolutions are strengthened and you thereby are made more carefully to stand upon your watch. Endeavor, in this case, to digest the spiritual food by further meditation, improving that strength you have, praying for more strength, remembering the commandment which bids you to be strong, and you shall be strengthened. Ephesians 6.10, Daniel 10.19. Fifth, lastly, If you find yourself worse indeed or do feel God's heavy hand in special manner upon you, 1 Corinthians 11.30, following upon your receiving and your conscience can witness truly that you came not prepared or that you did willfully and carelessly fail in such or such are particular in receiving, it is evident you did receive unworthily. In which case, you must heartily bewail your sin. Confess it to God, 1 John 1, 9. Ask and believe that he will pardon it through Christ Jesus upon your sincere faith and repentance. 1 John 2, 1 and 2. And take heed that you offend not in that kind another time. Three, upon the Lord's day, you must likewise be ready to visit and relieve the distressed. 1 Corinthians 16, 2. Take some time this day to look into your past life and chiefly to your walking with God the last week as being freshest in memory And be sure to let no old scores of sin remain between God and you. Last of all, on every opportunity, take good time to consider God's works. What they are in themselves. What they are against the wicked. What they are to the church and to yourself and to yours. And in particular, take occasion from the day itself to think fruitfully of the creation, of your redemption, sanctification, and of your eternal rest and glory to come. For God, in his holy wisdom, has set such a divine mark upon this, our Lord's day, that at once it reminds us of the greatest works of God, which either conduce to his glory or his church's good, as 
of the creation of the world in six days when he rested the seventh, which specially is attributed to the Father, and of man's redemption by Christ, of whose resurrection this day is a remembrance, which is specially attributed to the Son, also of our sanctification by the Spirit, for that the observation of the Sabbath is a sign and means of holiness, which work is specially attributed to the Holy Ghost. Lastly, of your and the Church's glorification, which shall be the joint work of the Blessed Trinity, when we shall cease from all our works, Hebrews 4, 9 and 10, and shall rest and be glorious with the same glory which our head Christ has with the Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Do all these with delight. Psalm 42, Isaiah 58, 13. Raising up yourself hereby to a greater measure of holiness and heavenly-mindedness. Four, motives to keep holy the Lord's day. Do all this the rather, because there is not a clearer sign to distinguish you from one that is profane, Exodus thirty-one thirteen, than this of conscientiously keeping holy the Lord's day. Neither is there any ordinary means of gaining strength and growth of grace in the inward man like this, of due observing the Sabbath, Ezekiel twenty twelve. For this is God's great mart, or fair day, for the soul, on which you may buy of Christ wine, milk, bread, marrow, and fatness. Isaiah 55, 1 through 4, gold, white raiment, salve. Revelation three eighteen. even all things which are necessary and which will satisfy and cause the soul to live. It is a special day of proclaiming and sealing of pardons to penitent sinners. Acts 2, 38. It is God's special day of publishing and sealing your patent of eternal life. It is a blessed day, sanctified for all these blessed purposes. Exodus twenty eleven. Now, lest this so strict observance of the Lord's day in spending the whole day in holy meditation, holy exercises, and works of mercy, accepting only necessary repasts, should be thought, as it is by some, to be merely Jewish or only the private opinion of some zealots, more nice than wise, know that as the fourth commandment is of moral obligation, there is the same reason for the strict observance of it as any other divine precept as against idolatry, murder, fornication, etc. 
and the taking away of the morality of the fourth commandment and unloosing the conscience from the immediate bonds of God's command to observe a day for his solemn worship overthrows true religion and the power of godliness and opens a wide gap to atheism, profaneness, and all licentiousness. As daily experience proves in those persons and places by whom and where the Lord's day is not holily and duly observed. This concludes episode 18 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.